0: Hi, it's Casey. Thank you for tuning in to shine on today. Our guest is Kat Symington. And what we're going to talk about is crafting a practice to nurture our lives, crafting a routine that we could do every day. Maybe you already have one. Uh, This maybe could make it even better. And it's called a sadhana. A sadhana, a healthy routine. Now, the very first time I heard the word sadhana, it was from my yoga teacher, Ellen Foreman. Oh, my gosh, I haven't mentioned Ellen Foreman's name in years. Because um, I don't see her that much anymore. The yoga class I used to go to outside with Ellen, well, that moved and I didn't. So, um, anyway, Ellen and a friend of hers had a 40-day sadhana that we did as a group So you signed up just to be part of this group. And every day for 40 days, you got an email from Ellen and you chose to do a meditation. I think that's what I chose to do. I think you could have chosen to do anything you wanted to do during this 40 days that nurtured your spirit. I chose to meditate for 40 days and and I would get up by myself and go into the basement with the spiders and sit on the cold floor in front of the dryer because if I didn't go downstairs, the dogs would have joined me. If I was upstairs, it would have become like, you know, the dogs licking my face and waking the husband and you can't have that. So I went into the basement Every day, first thing after I got out of bed, every day I went to the basement and meditated for, I don't know, whatever time frame I had signed up to meditate for. And I would do this before I came to the radio station in the morning. And I loved the community sense of it because I would have never gone to sit on the basement floor for 40 days if I wasn't connected to a group. You know, I felt so connected to this group that I never even met. I don't know who the other people were on the sadhana, but I loved this nourishment that every day I would open an email from Ellen, who was leading the group sadhana, and every day I was committed to the group to sit down and uh, do my meditation. So I loved it. And from there, a really, really, really strong daily practice emerged. So much so that, like, my whole life is mostly sadhana. You know, I have to go to work and be part of the world. But in the back of my head, there's always this murmur of of something else. I'm going to tell you something. Don't tell anybody. I don't even listen to music in the car most of the time. Most of the time. Like, I have, like, one or two, three songs that... You know, I'll go to. Um, But most of the time, I want silence because most of the time I'm connecting to the trees and the, and when I'm driving and the clouds and the, you know, you never want to drive with me, right? And um, the sun, whatever. I'm always, looking for connection, connection, connection to the divine. And I have a lot of issues with people like slamming doors or being loud or whatever. Not that I can't do that sometimes. Of course I can. Um, that like disturbs my 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 constant little murmur there, my constant little connection to the divine. And it's not that I don't lose it sometimes. Of course I do. But um, it all started with a sadhana. So... Last Sunday, we were supposed to sit under the big tree at the market on the river and talk to Kat Symington and talk about crafting a sadhana, but that didn't happen because of Henri. Henri, the tropical storm with its wind and its rain. The last place we should have been was sitting on the swollen river's edge during last Sunday. So today we're here to gather with Kat, and uh, Kat, I, I know for so many years and I know her in so many different ways she reminds me a lot of myself because she does so many different things Kat is a fitness instructor a yoga instructor I first met her in theater she's a great actor she's also a chef Um, she's one of the vendors at the market on the river she puts together these wonderful vegan uh, food bowls and spices she wears so many hats it's just she's very 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 alive and and fluid you know and always open to trying new things and she also has a very beautiful spiritual practice so we start here kat tell us the first seeds of
1: spirituality where did they come from sure So I was baptized Presbyterian Protestant. We didn't necessarily go to church weekly, however, you know, my mother did make sure that I received an education in religion. When I was in second grade in Yonkers, the school, the public school in my neighborhood closed, the building was condemned, and the only other option available was a Catholic school. So I attended Catholic school from second through sixth grade, and then I moved across town, and I attended public school, and I got back in touch with my Protestant roots and joined an Episcopal church. I made my confirmation through there. I stayed with the church as I raised my children. I was a Sunday school teacher. I was an altar minister, and Unfortunately, an event occurred within the church that really shook my faith in organized religion, not so much in God, but mostly in organized religion and and how we humans uh, run that sort of thing. So... I kind of at that point started studying other religions, and the one that really resonated with me at that point in my life was Buddhism. And I learned that Buddhism is not necessarily a religion. Um, I started studying Tibetan Buddhism, and I went to the Westchester Buddhist center and learned that Buddhism uh, in Tibet is more of a philosophy. Buddha was a teacher. He is not worshipped as a deity. He is looked upon as a man who, through trial and error, um, found his way to enlightenment and then sought to teach that to others. Um, And my favorite thing about Buddhism is when the Buddha said that You know, listen to my teachings, listen to my experiences. If you find any of it useful, take it and incorporate it and use it in your own life. And if you don't find any of it credible or useful, then just ignore it and do what you feel is best for your spirit. That was really something that struck me because most organized religions, they want you to believe a certain thing and worship a certain way and you know, so to be told, Well, hey, think for yourself was pretty striking, pretty awesome. So I continued to study it and um when I got into my yoga teacher trainings we learned uh yoga philosophy, some Hinduism, things like that. I could I could go on and on, but it would take hours. Um and I, I sort of now am at the point in my spiritual life where I guess it's called omnism, and some people jokingly call it omnism, like the sound of om. And that is that while I don't follow one religion particularly, I find something beautiful and meaningful in each of them. And, and that's where I am right now, and that's what brings me to talk about how to create your own personal sadhana, your own routine that feeds your mind, body, and spirit.
0: I don't know who said it, but somebody said it once. A famous person said, everybody really has their own religion. And I think that's pretty much one of the truest statements I've ever come across. You know, we, we find our way to craft our own connection to spirit sometimes. So tell us about the word sadhana. I, when I see it written out, I'm not even sure how to pronounce it, but I heard you say
1: sadhana. So tell me what yes. that means. So it's a Sanskrit word, and yoga, uh, a lot of the yoga words, you'll hear the yoga poses have kind of weird-sounding names. Those are all Sanskrit. And sadhana is another weird-sounding word, but basically, yeah, that's that's what it means. It's it's a daily routine. Um, sometimes uh, it can last for forty days. Um, sometimes it's something you just do throughout. You know, however long it serves you. Put it that way. They can change seasonally. They can change according to your health, according to your your needs, your what it is that you're seeking to fulfill so it's a it's a wonderful thing that everybody can find a few moments to do and as i said it incorporates mind body and spirit it's derived from yoga but mostly ayurveda a lot of what goes into a is ayurveda which is a thousands of years old philosophy way of life It's amazing how things from back then still apply today That, that lets you know that, hey, they, they were really onto something there you know? Right, <laughs> right, they, uh, they knew a little something So when you're
0: explaining the sadhana, I went back to my Catholic roots You know, I too was a Sunday school teacher, and I was a lector mm-hmm. as well And, I, and I, thought, I started to think about Advent Advent, uh, the wreaths, and every Sunday, or I think it was every, maybe every night, you'd light a candle. You'd have the wreath on the table and you'd light a candle
1: before the meals. I have heard of that. I think it's one of the more beautiful rituals because, as you probably know, fire, candles, fire purifies. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to purify yourself to prepare for in this case, you know, the upcoming holiday. So it's kind of like that, where you take
0: a chunk of time and you say, I'm going to do this, and, and you have a little journey that takes you closer to where you want to go. So we're going to start our sadhana. Let's make believe we're all going to do one together. And we're going to start our sadhana with an altar. You know, like we had the wreath on the table for Advent. What would we put on our table
1: for our sadhana? The first thing I'd like to mention is if you can find a little place in your house, it doesn't matter, you know, where or what room. It just needs to be somewhere where you feel comfortable, where you can spend a few moments undisturbed. Sometimes you can feel it spiritually. There's maybe a favorite window um, that you like to sit near in your home, or a favorite room, or a favorite chair, or whatever it is. You don't necessarily have to construct a what you would think of, you know, with the table and the whole bit. It's it's whatever appeals to you wherever you feel, Oh, this is this is my safe space, this is mine, this is where I can get in touch with my inner self. So if you're gonna do something like that, the easiest way to start is with a couple of items that have meaning to you. Um, and that can be anything. It could be a beautiful rock that you found when you were walking one day. It could be a religious little statue. It could be anything, really. It, it, there's no right or wrong. So start with that, a couple of items. Some people like candles. Some people like incense. Some people like to put maybe a little tapestry on the wall. Some people, even if you just bring your favorite cup of tea to your little spot, that in itself can be part of the ritual. So yeah, I would say just start, that would can be your altar. Um, it's always nice if you can incorporate something from nature. It could be flowers. It could be, you know, anything, again, anything that you like that brings you comfort and joy to look at anything that could have meaning and and incorporate that. If you don't have anything like that, you can always take a little glass or metal bowl, put a little bit of water in it, because like the flame, water also purifies. So start with a little cup of water if you don't have anything else. Okay.
0: We're talking to Kat Simonton. We're talking about setting up a home altar and going on a sadna, a spiritual journey. When I was listening to your talk, I started to think, I have a tiny little house, but I have altars. Everywhere, you know, there's a little patch of the uh, the windowsill outside uh, uh, of the windowsill by the kitchen sink. You know, that's got a few stones and little things there, like a mini altar. Another one Mm -hmm. on top of my computer desk. Another one on my nightstand. It's like I make these little, and even in my yard, you will find piles of stones and little things all over my yard because um, I'm just always bringing the divine in in and. I shouldn't say I'm bringing it in. The divine is always
1: there. I'm creating
0: little places for me to remember the divine yeah. is always
1: there, right? So, yes, that's exactly the point. You have it exactly right. And and that's, that's the goal is that when you look at it, it brings you comfort. It brings you joy, happiness. It makes you feel closer to yourself or closer to your higher power. Mm. Absolutely. Tell us what kind of rituals you do. Oh, sure. Well, mine start out pretty simply. When I wake up, the first thing I do is what I call my gratitudes. I think of at least two or three things that I'm grateful for that day or maybe that happened the the day before. So that's the first thing when I open my eyes. I then just stretch my body a little bit before I get out of bed. That's important. It takes all of 30 seconds, but you would be surprised how much better you feel doing that. I just lay on one side and do a big stretch, stretch arms and legs out and then roll over and do it on the other side. Very simple. When I get up, I brush my teeth right away and I scrape my tongue. That's an Ayurvedic thing because not to go into too much detail, because again, it would be an, an hour showing in itself. In Ayurveda, the tongue is one of the major indicators of health or disease So keeping the bacteria level down on your tongue and your mouth is very important. Another ritual is to drink water out of a cup by your bedside in the morning that's either in glass or copper metal of some kind, anything but plastic, that's a little ritual. I don't always remember to do that the night before, I'll be honest, to bring the water in. And then I typically go on to do some sort of movement, um, a little more vigorous movement, depending how I'm feeling that day. I then nourish myself and I do a meditation, either a formal one, which I call formal, where you actually sit and you light incense and the whole bit. Or I just do a meditation can take the form of standing at the sink, washing your dishes, sort of a a task that you don't have to focus your mind on while you're doing it. And you just that becomes a meditation, you know, as you wash the pot in circles that becomes a meditation you just pay attention to your breath maybe you look out the window and you see birds or you see the sunlight hitting you know off the leaves on the tree in your case you have your beautiful rock garden and your stones and your things that are important to you that's actually a meditation you don't have to sit there and chant and do all the things to be officially meditating <laughs> So yeah, that that's part of it. I just, it's kind of like a clearing of the mind, emptying of the mind, and then you kind of let the thoughts come as they will. Um, and you would be very surprised that what the universe has to say to you and the guidance that comes to you when you're not rushing here and there and stressing about this or that. And I just, I mean, it's a beautiful way to start the day. Um, there's a great quote that I think really applies to this, and that is. Success is the product of daily habits, not once-in-a-lifetime transformation. And that's by James Clear, who wrote the book Atomic Habits. And that's the perfect reason in my mind to do a sadhana, to do a daily routine. Right.
0: We're talking to Kat Symington. Of course, I need to know what you're scraping your tongue with because I never heard of this before. Ah, ah thank you
1: for asking. Yes, so preferably it's a copper scraper, and it just looks like, um, what does it look like? Like a giant elbow macaroni? <laughs> 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 that's, the, that's the shape of it, yes, yeah, so or an upside-down U. And, yeah, once you brush, you're just scraping your tongue of that, and then you rinse with water. Again, they don't really, you know, in Ayurveda, it's more about the materials that they would have had back then, Plastic, not so great. Copper. I think it's also the minerality factor of copper, but that's a whole nother podcast. All so, right. and it does, honestly, it, it cuts down on disease. Because if you think about it, when you go to sleep, you know, your mouth forms bacteria as you sleep. And then if you get up in the morning and you don't brush and cleanse your mouth, you go and have your coffee or your tea, you're basically swallowing all of that bacteria that's in your mouth. Mm-hmm.
0: Alright, I'm, yeah. I'm doing it I'm ordering a copper tongue scraper yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's on Amazon Okay yeah. So now, let's I would so love for you to lead us in like a seven-day sadhana on the Circle of Women page. Maybe we'll do that Sure, Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah.
1: I would like to offer also, you know, you asked me about mine. There are so many, many, many things that you can do. I mean, if in the morning you're rushing out the door to work or rushing with the kids or wherever you have to do, a sadhana can basically be, as I said, wake up. Think of something you're grateful for while you're stretching your body, right? Take a big inhale through your nose and exhale through your mouth. Sigh it out, big sigh of breath. Get up, brush your teeth, scrape your tongue while you're doing that. That in itself can become a meditation. Even if you count numbers in your head while you're brushing or say the ABCs, anything like that, it just clears your mind and prepares you for the day. Right. And then get dressed and, you know, have your breakfast and you're out the door. That, that's a sadhana. You did a sadhana. Can it- stand on that on your days off if you want to add a little bit of movement, go for a walk, do a little yoga, anything like that. Anything that you enjoy doing to move your body, you can extend the sadhana to include that when you have more time in your schedule.
0: So you have really like a lifelong sadhana. You wake up and right away start connecting with yourself and connecting with the divine and elevating your spirit. What if we just wanted to work for a short term, you know, seven days or 40 days, what would that look like?
1: Okay, so you could do as just as I explained to you so far. And then there's a couple of things that you can add in. One of my favorites is called abhyanga. And that's another Sanskrit word. Abhyanga means to rub yourself with oil, you give yourself a self oil massage right before you get in the shower. Um, The best way to do this, and it might not be great in the summer, you know, as I mentioned before, sometimes they're seasonal, is to go in your bathroom and assuming the window is closed because it's winter, if you have a a window in your bathroom, turn the shower on and get a little steam going in the bathroom. And that actually helps, too, with the massage because your skin's already a little moist from the steam when you put the oil Um, There's a specific way to do it. If you hold your arm out and you look at your arm, you want to go down on the outside of the arm to the palm and then up on the inside of the arm toward the armpit. And the shoulders, the joints, like shoulders, knees, you would rub in a circle and I like to count because again it becomes a meditation you can count you know okay five strokes down the arm five strokes back up the arm and then once you've done your whole body you can get in the shower and the oil will rinse off and leave your skin nice and soft and if you're using fragranced oil you'll have a little fragrance left and the other thing that's helpful for this it actually helps digestion and I can attest to this if you look at your abdomen right and you, put, you oil your hands and you start on your right side and you go up on the right side, right inside the ribs and then across where you would find the diaphragm, and then down on the left side, that's following the path of digestion, okay? Mm -hmm. And that actually does help digestion. If you are one of those people that have an upset stomach because of stress, that kind of thing, it's very soothing because that's the body part, you know, the body part of the mind, body, spirit. And then the mind is involved because you are doing this as a meditation, and your spirit is involved because it's an act of self-love. Beautiful. Perfect. I love that. Is there anything else you'd like our listeners to know about sadhana? Just to remember that so many times we, we worry about things that in the long run don't Matter. They don't change the course of our lives. I think we get involved in minutiae, in, in little day to day stresses. And doing a sadhana really helps you in the morning to clear your mind. So that maybe these things aren't going to get to you as much. Maybe you're not going to stress as much over every little thing. Um, It's also something to look forward to in the morning because we all talk about self-care. We all know self-care is important. And, And this is something really quickly that it becomes a mindless meditation in itself. You do your daily sadhana, you're caring for yourself, you're giving yourself a little love every day, because we have to remember that we are a soul. We're a soul. That's who we, that's what we are. And we have a body. It's not the other way around.
0: That's Kat Symington. Find her on the Circle of Women page. She's reminding us we are first a soul. And that soul can be nourished with a sadhana, whether you want to make it a lifelong practice, which is a fabulous thing, or maybe take seven days or 40 days and just do one thing while you work towards a higher goal, or where you maybe craft your sadhana to you know, extend prayers to the world. Lord knows we need them. Just such a great subject to explore. Crafting a personal spiritual practice every single day all righty maybe listening to shine on the health and happiness show podcast every week is part of your sadhana i know it's part of mine crafting this thing is my, the best part of my week so join us on the circle of women page because i think i feel a group sadhana coming on don't you I think we should do this, especially as the seasons start to change. So uh, I think Kat and I are going to get together, and we are going to do a group sadhana. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm thinking. And the Circle of Women page is a Facebook group, by the way, and you can connect to that through the website kacy.co, K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. All right, it's time for our thought for the day. It's from John C. Maxwell, who said, you'll never change your life until you change something you do daily. The secret of your success is found in your daily routine. Shana. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at kcey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On.